I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I'm about to go live on Instagram again at 6 o'clock Sunday afternoon, so I'm about to launch into the Instagram live, uh, so give me a couple of seconds while I get it set up. We'll have questions coming in through from people and we can uh, dive into their questions. We're about to go live here, just loading now, uh, get some people on, uh, hopefully get some questions in and we can uh, dive into some goodies. Good footy chat here for half an hour or so. I've got uh, I've got some KO on behind me. You've got the Canberra Raiders, Brisbane Broncos. I think it was 1995, real cracking game. Brisbane are wearing those diamond uh, those diamond jerseys behind me. Jeez, they're ugly, weren't they? An absolute Barry, Barry Crocker there. Uh, but this Canberra Raiders side, this Broncos team, uh, one for the ages there. They were an incredible, incredible sight when these two sides came together. Of course, the grand final that we never... We never really got to see. Uh, just devastating. I, I think 93, we probably would have seen it, as I've said a few times on the podcast. Uh, but, you know, can't win them all. Obviously, 93, Ricky Stewart got injured, so he missed out on the grand final that we all wanted during the 90s, which would have been the Broncos and the Raiders. Uh, would have been sensational. We're still just loading up the IGTV. I'm not sure what's uh, what's taking so long here. Well, let me Let me restart it. Bang, bang, bang. Sorry, guys. Give me one sec. All right, here we go. We're about to kick off. Sorry, guys. Waiting for some questions to come in. Uh, as I just said to the podcast listeners, everyone on the live, we're, we're recording right now. Uh, so waiting for questions to roll in now. We're starting to get people coming in now. Here we go. Okay. Got some questions coming in now, guys. Uh, just give my live reaction. Tricks to the Baristas on. Welcome, brother. Launching his own podcast soon. Really exciting times for Tricky there. Uh, make sure you check out that podcast, Tricks to Barista podcast. Going to do really special things in the uh, South Sydney area, especially. Uh, hey, guys, uh, on Instagram, send in your podcast. Brandon Smith at the Bulldogs. Yeah, I think it'll be a sensational move by Canterbury. I think Hooker's the one position that they're probably lacking at the moment. I like Jeremy Marshall King, but... Um, 
you need all-time talents in your spine for me. And Brandon Smith, he's a guy that they need to target. Cracking player uh, off the field too, obviously. Guy on the field brings a lot, but off the field, people are interested in him. He's a social media guy. People are just keen on Brandon Smith. I think he's a fantastic billboard for clubs. And Canterbury, I think he would be perfect for them. They've also got that sort of, uh, you know, that old school dogs of war uh, vibe about them. And I just think Brandon Smith, they've got Jack Hetherington there now. He's definitely going to fit into that vibe. And I think Brandon Smith, he'll be perfect for it as well. Uh, send your questions in, guys. Let's have a look. Right, um, do you honestly think the Dragons are spooners? Uh, look, I've said all offseason, I thought the Tigers would get the spoon. The Dragons, geez, they've had a red-hot crack, haven't they, during this offseason? Um, yeah, I, I think with Cam McInnes leaving, I think they're one or two injuries away from having some serious depth problems to the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, halves worry me a little bit too. So I think the Dragons will give it a really good crack, though, unfortunately. Where are you, mate? Oh, I'm in South Sydney, mate. Um, in Mascot near the airport. Samoa versus Tonga. Everyone eligible. Who wins? Oh, I'd have to go Tonga, I think, mate. Um, Samoa's low-key got a really handy side, though. I've seen a few uh, people put together like 1-17s to 17s for Samoa, and it, it's pretty scary when you get them all on the park. But Tonga... I mean, they knocked over the Kangaroos last year. Uh, they're only improving. I think if Tonga can find some genuine halves, uh, they're going to be a real handful for a lot of international teams, including the Kangaroos and the Kiwis moving forward. They already are, let's be honest here. Um, what do the Tigers need to... What do the Tigers need to be a consistent top eight team? They need to sort out their spine for me. Uh, Luke Brooks going to be a big season for him. I either think he's going to be the hero or he's going to be out of the West Tigers by the end of the season. Going to be really interesting to watch. And I've said a few times, if Luke Brooks does leave, it's not so much a negative on Luke Brooks or the Tigers. It might just be, you know, it might just be the the divorce they need. It might be the best thing for Brooksy and it could be the best thing for the Tigers. Yeah, I'd, I'm sure the Tigers would be happy to see Brooksy go somewhere else and flourish. Uh, you got two really good young nines there. Um, you got Jock Madden coming through. Apparently, Billy Walters has left, but I mean, the fullback jersey. Dane Laurie's joined today, which is really exciting. So that sort of fills that hole. But I think their spine just needs to get sorted because they've got the pieces everywhere else. Spine's just so important in the modern game, though. Does Laurie walk straight into fullback? Yeah, I, I think he will, mate. I think the other... I think at the moment it was going to be Moses and Bai. And for me, Moses and Bai is not a fullback. He's a good footballer. He's not a fullback in the modern game, though. I think they can do much better. And I think Dane Laurie... Uh, he's a really exciting young talent. Uh, obviously, lacks a lot of experience, as does he, as does their hooker. So, as I said, it all comes back to Brooksy. A lot of pressure on him. I do feel sorry for him. But, yeah, Dane Laurie comes straight in for me. Um, uh, Momorowski for Laurie. Yeah, personally, I think Laurie's the big winner out of this. I think the West Tigers have won this one. Momorowski's interesting. I... I mean, what, this is his, I think it's his fifth club in three or four years. Uh, he went down into the Melbourne system, got injured, I understand that, but Melbourne didn't make any effort to really keep him. They let him go back to the Tigers. Tigers have let him go now. Um, yeah, I feel for Momorowski, the, the the optics around this aren't great for the poor kid, um, but hopefully he can find a home at the Panthers. There's worse clubs to go to, and hopefully he does well. Uh, what do Parra need to do to win the comp? For me, Parramatta, they're lacking a winner. Uh, like a true winner. And look, they're hard to find. There's only a select few of them in the game, realistically. I just think that Gutho and Moses, they're not really ready to go to that level yet. Dylan Brown is a few years away from it. I I think Dylan Brown's going to be the winner there over the next few seasons. I think he's going to develop into one of the best halves in the game. And I think he's going to be lethal. But um, 
Parramatta's got a side that they won't miss the eight, but I just can't see them winning the, the premiership. I just can't see them taking that next step yet. Uh, they're an interesting team to watch over the next year or so. Thoughts on Cameron Smith's future? Yeah, I, I, I think we're fairly certain he's not returning to the Melbourne Storm. I think that's blatantly obvious. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of comparisons to Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay, obviously playing in the Super Bowl tomorrow, which is exciting. And to Cameron Smith, obviously, uh, potentially going to the Gold Coast Titans, very similar, you know, Florida, Tampa, uh, Gold Coast. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel about him going to the Titans if he does, to be honest with you. I think I want to see the career end with Smith holding the trophy, to be honest with you. But I've always been a real Cameron Smith homer, so maybe I am biased. Union player you'd most want to see come to league. Um, yeah, look, I'm a proud league man. Uh, I'm one of those guys that will sit at the pub and bag Union. But I do really appreciate the game. And I'll tell you, Bodine Barrett, um, I haven't watched him too closely over the last year or so, but seen him two years ago. He's a guy that I think would have been really suited to rugby league. I think that he would have been the best ball player in our game. And I know a lot of league fans will get upset at that, but Bodine Barrett, he is just something else. Um, I don't know how old he is or whatever, but if he's still running around when him and Roger are playing at this Rugby World Cup, I think it's going to be really special. Bodine Barrett for me, and I think he had the potential to come into our game two or three years ago and be the best ball player, to be honest with you. He's an absolute freak. How does South manage keeping Reynolds Cody around for the right amount of time without losing Blake Taff? Yeah, Blake Taff, he's got a lot of talent, half coming through the South Sydney system. I really do like him. Uh, they've got Dargan there as well. And look, this is the hard balancing act. Eventually, South Sydney, they're going to have to make a call because you've got, and I've been talking about this a little bit, their premiership window is closing. You've got Reynolds, you've got Walkie, you've got Cook, your three main men, they're all over the age of 30. Are they all going to retire at South Sydney or are they going to have to make hard calls? Um, it's going to be really interesting. But Blake Taff, he's a kid that I really like. And I think that another year working with these halves, also working with Benji Marshall, looks likely he'll probably play some Reggies with Benji, which I think will be massive for him. But yeah, I can't see Blake Taff hanging around for another three years. So they are going to have to make some decisions soon. They might have to make some unpopular decisions for the good of the future of the club. Uh, hopefully they can win a premiership in the next year or two. And those decisions become a whole lot easier all of a sudden. But yeah, they've got plenty there. Uh, a lot of questions about Dane Laurie. Charlie Staines, origin next two to three years. Uh, look, potentially, uh, he's shown a lot early, Charlie Staines. I just think that we need to think we need to just take it easy on Charlie Staines, though. I mean, I, I had someone message me a couple of months ago telling me that um, he's going to break Ken Irvine's record because he scored eight tries in three games or whatever. Look, it's going to slow down. Uh, the reality of first grade is going to hit him soon. Um, I have no doubt he'll still be a fantastic player, but... Um, I think he's been blessed with his start. I think he's still going to do well, but I think we just need to uh, temper our our outlook on him realistically. Who's the best center in the game? Uh, for me, Jesus. Uh, for me, probably Joey Manu. I think Latrell Mitchell is definitely the best center in the game when he's playing center. Obviously, he's playing fullback now. So uh, I think Joey Manu, he'd be the hardest one to handle. I still think Josh Morris is right up there, to be honest with you. People want to go for the highlight guys. Um, but for me, Josh Morris, he's the most reliable guy. He doesn't make mistakes. He's fantastic out of his own end. He defends well, uh, and you can't buy experience. Yeah, it's a it's a really special thing to have. I think Tony Staggs, he's probably the most dangerous guy. He's the last guy I'd want to mark, to be honest with you. Uh, he's going to be coming back from an injury. He's going to be interesting to watch. Bradman Best is another one I really like. Uh, Stephen Crichton, I said at the start of last year, he's where... A young Greg Inglis meets a young Israel Folau, and I think you can all see that now, how good he is. So, 
Uh, it's it's funny these new rules. I didn't expect them to have this effect, but they've brought the um, the pure centre back into our game, which is really exciting. It's a position that I sort of thought was kind of irrelevant over the last few years, and I think in Origin you've sort of seen Freddie show that a little bit, um, and and Queensland. I mean, we've seen Michael Morgan play centre, we've seen Tom Travojevic, Jack White, and a lot of guys that aren't centres playing there. But I think the game is moving back towards having pure centres. You guys like Matty Cooper, Mark Gasnier, Jamie Lyon, these sort of guys. So interesting few years to watch as far as centre goes. Um, what do you reckon on White not playing his main position in rep footy? Yeah, look, I would have picked him at centre as well in these origin teams. Um, I think a lot of people got on the old hindsight hero road and said, Freddie's an idiot. Why'd he do it? Um, he did it with Tom Travojevic last year and it went well and he was a genius apparently. Look, I think if you've got the guys in the halves that you can pick and you've got a versatile guy like Jack White and you're silly not to fit these guys in. I think if they win that series, everyone's telling me Freddie's a genius for picking Gutho there and Jack White in there. So I didn't like the Gutho pick. I really liked the White and pick though. Um, but I think White and his start to play good enough footy going to start pushing to wear that six jersey. I heard Ricky Stewart talking the other day about it, that his mission is to make Jack White and the 5-8 for the Blues and to make uh, George Williams the halfback for England. So, saying a lot. Um, what else have we got? Thoughts on how Ben murdoch Masilla will go? Yeah, I've spoken about him a little bit. I really like murdoch Masilla. I think he's going to play on an edge for the Warriors. He's going to add a lot of depth. He's going to be explosive. He's a guy in super coach. I think you should all have your eyes on. I think he's going to do really special things this year. Love it. Uh, love seeing that game in the background. Yeah, uh, comment if you can work out the year. Um, two pretty handy sides in the 90s. The grand final we never got to see. So if you can work out the year, comment it here. I think I can remember which year it was myself. So uh, how about those Brisbane jerseys? They are they're pretty average, aren't they? So comment the year if you can work it out. Sharks to make the eight. Yeah, I think they will go pretty close, to be honest. Everyone wants to bag the Sharks. They've got really good depth in key positions and in their forward pack especially. I think if they can just keep their head above water until Sean Johnson returns, I think they will make the eight. They lost the first two games last year into the COVID break. Everyone bagged them. I said, look, this team will make the eight. They're not going as bad as what you're all telling me they are. They did make the eight, but it was far from impressive. They were probably lucky that it was a shortened season, but I think they'll go very close again. If Gareth Widdop comes to the Chooks, does Kieran make the move to seven? Um, yeah, I, I've i been really high on this one. I, I'm starting to uh, fade on this opinion a little bit. I don't think Widdop is going to make it there. I hope he does. I just find it strange the Roosters are going into this season where they can win a comp this year without an experienced guy in the halves. If you bring Widdop, it probably means that Kiri plays seven. But Widdop, even when he was playing 5-8 at the Dragons, he was essentially their halfback. He was doing absolutely everything. Um guy that I think you just let him play on the right side and you let Kiri sit on the left side. You've got to remember this Roosters side, you don't really need an established seven. Like, you don't need an Adam Reynolds in this guy in this side because you've got a Victor Radley and he's the halfback for the centre third there. Because Radley's got so much ability, it changes the way they're able to play. They're very different to every other side. So, um, which does help the cause of a Lachlan Lamb if he starts there, which I, I'm starting to think he will. Radley's really important to this side. Um... Fleti Mateo, there's a name we haven't heard in a while. Uh, yeah, I used to love Fleti Mateo. I'm a big fan of ball playing locks, as you all know. So Fleti Mateo was right up there. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like him, but fuck, he just had some ability that not many guys had. Always love watching Fleti Mateo. Uh, Paracave podcast. 
G'day, Guru. How's it going? Is this a make or break year for Mitch Moses? Uh, before I answer, go check out the Paracave podcast. Uh, Champion fellow came on my podcast a few months ago to do a uh, fairness short for Fnatic. Champion guy. I think he's got Shane Flanagan on there over the next few days, so keep an eye on that. As for Mitch Moses, I don't think it's a make or break year, and I think within the four walls of Parramatta it's not, but I think fans will make it out like it is because... He put away the highlights last year and everyone acted like he was playing shit. He actually had a really good season. He's becoming he's becoming an actual seven, not a highlight seven, which I really like. And the reason why Dylan Brown went so good last year is because the platform Mitch Moses was laying. I'm really happy with the way Moses is going. New Zealand to win the World Cup. Uh, I don't hate it. Uh, although you lose... You lo- I assume you're talking rugby league. You might be talking union. I don't know. If you're talking lean, I mean, you lose Roger. It's going to be interesting to see how Sean Johnson bounces back from this injury too. Um, disagree how high you rate the Sharks. I think their value at $15 for the spoon. That's that's fine. I, I've had people say for the last two years, they'll get the spoon. I've disagreed. They've made the eight both years. you got to remember too, the Sharks have had to overcome a lot of things. Gallum retires, Luke Lewis, uh, Wade Graham's had injuries. Um, Townsend's had injury. Johnson had injuries. Moylan's had injuries. They're coming into this season relatively injury-free. Uh, it's just SJ. They've got the rest of the squad there. Braley's a year older, doing good things there. Uh, I think people like to sleep on the Sharkies, but they're 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 a low-key good side. They've got a good coach too, which I think everyone jumps on the bandwagon bagging him. Uh, also, Guru, what are your thoughts about cheerleaders for a game day experience for fans? Yes or no? I, I couldn't care less, to be honest with you, mate. Um, yes, I mean, it's got a... Uh, it's a bit of an original idea, a um, bit of nostalgia to it, but I, if they were there or they weren't there, I don't think I'd notice either way, to be honest with you. Not that I go to a heap of games anyway. I think the best seat is uh, watching on Fox League now, realistically. Walker to fullback, Latrell Centre, Marshall 5-8. Don't hate this idea. Would have loved it two years ago. Um, I thought they should have moved Walker back to fullback a couple of years ago. Uh, I remember the semi-final against the Raiders. He was playing 5-8, but he was a little bit wider, and he, he, he set up th- th- three tries and a half or something like that. He was incredible. I think Walker's a little bit old to go to fullback now. It's really tough, but I think Luttrell is going to find it hard for the first half of the season at fullback. Coming off a hamstring injury, the game's faster than ever. It's a tough gig. I said the other day, I would use Luttrell as a set, as a fullback in the red zone, and I would play the red zone being the twenty meter to the try line. I think he's lethal there, but I would have him as a centre for the rest of the game. To be honest with you, but people like to keep um, keep it consistent for eighty minutes. I know that uh, Cohen Hess needs a change of scenery. Yeah, I I, I back this in one hundred percent. Cohen Hess, um, I think a change of scenery could be really good for him. In saying that, I'm. When he plays poorly in North Queensland, I think he gets away with a lot of scrutiny. If he came to Sydney and he played poorly, I think he'd wear a lot of shit for it. So uh, he's an interesting one, Cohen Hess. I mean, he can do amazing things on his day, but defensively, uh, he's been of a, li- a bit of a liability for a while. But, I mean, the potential he's got in attack. Uh, and, you know, he- he's still young too. He's still maturing. So um, there's, a- there's a long road ahead of Cohen Hess. I-, I think he will get it right eventually. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
a better who got the better uh, um, Indigenous Maori best of the rest NRL versus best of the Super League off season tournament yay or nay uh, I love the idea in theory Morgo um, I just think that you I think when we tried to do the NRL All-Stars uh, versus the Indigenous side, it just didn't have the same passion to it. I really like the Indigenous and the Maori. I'd be leaving that as a standalone. We should be building that up to be like state of origin for me. Um, I like the idea of the best of the NRL versus the best of the Super League, but convincing coaches to let guys play in a game that really doesn't mean that much... Um, I, I, I just don't think guys would come and play it and you'd end up with a lesser product. Unfortunately, or fortunately, the NRL's the top product. Coaches know that. And unless it's a game that is like the Maori or the Indigenous All-Stars, I just don't think they'll be letting go of players. And I mean, the Warriors, they're not even letting go of their Maori Stars this year, which has disappointed me a little bit. Uh, Maori, Indigenous. I think the Indigenous side will win this. I think that back line is incredible. Uh, I've said it a few times. It's the Indigenous backline versus the Maori forward pack. It's going to be a really entertaining game. But I, the way the modern game's played, I really like the uh, the high-end ceiling of the Indigenous side. And I just think they'll get the best out of their forwards. David Fafita, Wade Graham's still in there. So it's still a handy pack. Looking forward to seeing Andrew Fafita. He stripped a couple of kilos off. I think that'll be exciting. Um, do you think the Gold Coast are getting overhyped? Oh, mate, it depends who you talk to. I have people telling me they're going to finish in the top four, and I doubt that personally. Um, I think they'll be the bottom four of the top eight or just outside the eight. Um, good teams on paper. It's hard to translate that to results in the NRL, which we've seen. I really like their side, though. I love their halves especially. Hooker's a problem for me. If Cameron Smith walks into that building, I think they're a top four side straight away, to be honest with you. He's going to do really special things, and... The thing that excites me the most about this Cameron Smith thing, as much as I want to see him retire to keep his legacy, giving a guy like Ash Taylor and Jamal Fogarty some time with Cameron Smith and AJ Brimson, it could be really, really special. Um, I think Corey Norman will step it up this year. I, I kind of think Corey has to, to be honest with you. I think he's probably on his last chance here. Um, we've heard all the rumors about other clubs not wanting to sign him. I, I don't know how, how true that is or not, but... Or he's one of those guys that when it's not going well, he wears more shit than anyone else in the NRL. And I feel for him in that regard. Uh, I think he's just a different personality. And he's a personality that I think people outside of footy circles will just never understand. And my myself, I don't understand Corey sometimes. I've had Isaac John on the podcast and, uh, you know, sort of changed my attitude on Corey quite a bit. I have been quite negative on him in the past. I'm not going to hide away from that. Um, but I think he is just a different cat and... Unfortunately, he's he's very relaxed, which means that when he doesn't go well, people want to say he doesn't take his footy seriously and whatnot. Um, it's going to be an interesting year for Corey, though. I'm excited to see where it takes him. Nickel Clockstead or Pappenhausen? Pappenhausen for me every day of the week. Uh, big fan of Nickel Clockstead, but I, I don't think he'd be as effective in other NRL systems as he's in the Canberra system. They play a little bit unorthodox, a little bit less structure, more 90s footy uh Ricky Stewart's back here behind me playing footy. I think he's taken a lot from his playing days. They're a little bit more unstructured than other teams, and I think that suits Nickel Clockstead. I don't think he'd be as effective in other systems. So I'd take Pappenhausen for sure there. How about the under-16 Dragons? Absolute guns. Haven't seen the... Actually, I saw them in a trial a few weeks ago. Illawarra or Dragons? Can't remember. Whichever one, I didn't actually think they were overly impressive, but I'm sure I'll see them over the next few weeks. Uh, best option, Walker or Lamb or someone else for Roosters. Probably Lamb for me. Walker's too raw, too young. 
Tommy Turbo or Teddy for Supercoach at fullback. Why not have both, mate? If you can afford it, I would advise it. The other option for me is Turbo and uh, Ryan Pappenhausen. I think you've got to go with one of those two options. Good decision to release Flanagan. Um, I don't know. It's tough. Um, if they improve next year, yes, it is. I think you've got to wait to see how it pans out. I really like Flano. I think he's going to do good things at Canterbury. Uh, but if it wasn't working, it wasn't working. I really like Flano. Once again, a bit more of an uh, alternative fella. Um, I don't know. If he wasn't gelling in that system, it wasn't working for him. Flano, yeah, he's got a big future ahead of him. Doesn't matter what jersey he's in. I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to really enjoy his time with Trent Barrett. So looking forward to seeing that. The Raiders have to change to win the grand final. I don't think they're quite there. Look, I don't think they're far off, mate, and I don't think there's anything that stands out for me. The Raiders need to change right now to win a premiership. I mean, just takes a bit of luck at the back end of the season. I mean, I, I think last year they came really close. They finished one game short, and they were missing half their squad. So if they can just stay fit, um, I think they can do it. I, I've tipped them to lose the grand final to the Melbourne Storm. I think they'll go very close. Um yeah, I really like them. Where will Panthers be on the ladder? I've got them bottom of the top eight. I don't think they'll be a top four side. I think they'll regress a little bit. If they get a couple of injuries, if Origin hits and the Blues lose and Cleary's under a bit of pressure, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I feel sorry for Cleary's had a career-high year, didn't win the Daly M, didn't win the Grand Final, didn't win Origin, caught more scrutiny than ever. But he's 24. Yeah, you've got to realize he's 24 years old. He's still developing. He's still finding himself in the game. As unbelievable as he was during the regular season, able to deliver on big stages, it's not It's it's not a switch that you flick. It's still taking time. He's going to be a sensational footballer. Um, but I think this year there's going to be a lot of pressure on them. Uh, I think over the next few years they'll go bigger, to be honest with you. Um, what else have we got? Staines is getting too much praise. Uh, probably, but I mean... This is what happens when you score eight tries in three or two or three games or whatever. Two-point field goal rule. Um, yeah, the two-point field goal, I think it's really interesting. I don't think you'll see much of it this year. You, you know what I find interesting? This is where I think Vlandis is really smart. He released that in, like, December. Yeah, it was during a real quiet time. There was nothing to talk about. There was nothing doing in the NRL. I was struggling for content. I think Vlandis inserted that rule then to get people talking about rugby league for a couple of days. I don't think it's going to be overly relevant for me to take a pot shot from 40 metres out and put the ball dead, give away a seven tackle set. It's a pretty big risk to take for what's a pretty hard shot to get. Um, I don't think you'll see too many of them. I think over the next few years, though, you could maybe see it start to be used. I, I honestly reckon this rule will be scrapped within three years, though, to be honest with you. Early call for the New South Wales centre pairing this year. Um, Tommy Turbo picks himself if fit. The other one, I still think Jack Whiten's a really good shot to get on the left side. Staggs is going to be injured. Um, I would have picked him, but he's going to be injured for the first half of the season, so he probably misses. Interesting to see if a Stephen Crichton explodes again. Interesting to see if a Bradman Best stays fit. Um, those two are the ones to watch for me. I'm probably forgetting people. I, I think Jack Whiten and I think Tom Travojevic are both a fit and playing. I think they'll get a gig there. Ferguson to make a comeback. Uh, yeah, the problem with Blake Ferguson is that he's got Wonga Blake inside him. Wonga Blake has glue all over his hands. He, he simply doesn't pass the football. People are telling me Blake Ferguson had a bad year. Just the way it went, Moses was playing a more structured game of footy. He was dropping Ryan Madison on the right steps, on the right sticks, and swinging it back to Dylan Brown. That was sort of their game plan. And then whenever it did come right, Wonga Blake doesn't pass the footy. So I, I felt really sorry for Blake Ferguson. He was a bit of a victim of the guys around him for me. Uh, do you think Alan 
Sorry, do, do you think Aiken could become pro- more prominent for the Warriors? Yeah, I think he's going to do well there. Um, I think it's a good signing. He's sort of been a guy that's never achieved probably what he should have. So I think it's going to be exciting to watch him uh, in that system. New Zealand Warriors fan base. Hey, mate. Uh, favorite player of all time. Uh, for me, probably Freddie. Um, just the way that he handled himself, the way that he could play so many positions, the way that he stood up in big moments, um, just the way he controlled footy. But for me, it's like, it's Freddie, it's Joey, it's Lockie, the big three coming through at that time. They were unbelievable. I'm a big fan of Cameron Smith too. I love the way that Cameron Smith does what he's done. Cameron Smith has revolutionized the game, but in a way that no one else can compete with. So he won't get the credit for it for me. Um, Cameron Smith and Cooper Cronk, they both turned rugby league into games of chess and I'm watching the juniors coming through. I don't think we're ever going to see players like that again. I'm looking at where the rules are heading. I think the game's changed forever. I think they'll be the last of these um, proper game managers like these two. So big fan of those as well. Um, What else have we got? Uh, How was... Yeah, so so big Paul, the centre for Canterbury. I I saw him yesterday. Uh, He's meant to be playing Harold Matz, played SG Ball. The thing about that clip that you all saw on NRL Roast, bloke in the bar, you need to remember it was raining too. Yes, that was his first touch in that game. He came off his left foot. He drew the winger in. The winger came into him like a flight of shit, and he threw this perfect flick ball. And, mate, it looks fast on the clip. It was so much quicker in real life, and it was raining too. So wet footy really... Really impressive from him yesterday. Actually spoke to him this morning on Instagram. Champion kid. Um, yeah, really exciting future for him. He's obviously training with first grade and stuff, so it's exciting. Um, can Kevy had a little seizure there. Can Kevy get Milf playing 2015 Broncos form this year? I want to say yes so bad. I'm a little bit skeptical, though, if I'm honest. Um, I think it's going to be really tough for him to get him back to where he was, uh, especially in this system. There's a lot there's a lot of moving pieces in this uh, Broncos side. So if Kevin Walters can get Anthony Milford back to 70% of where he was, incredible stuff. Could be anything. Uh, I'll answer a few more. Geez, sorry, guys. There are so many questions here I've missed. Heaps of them. Um, they've just come in too quickly for me. What age is SG Ball these days? So SG Ball is under-19s. Harold Matz is under-17. So the kids that were playing Harold Matz last year, under-16s, they only got half a season in, so they moved it back. So now you see Harold Matz in under seventeen. you see SG Ball in under-19. So it's all moved back a year, which I think is really interesting because the under-19s, when they're under-18s, there's a lot of kids in school that are playing that. A little bit easier. Now they have to go out and get jobs and everything. Um, especially kids coming from the country and whatnot. So I think eventually they're going to have to move it back, which means that last year they didn't want the group from last year to miss out on playing rep footy. I think a group later in, into the future is going to have to miss out. Um, check the question tabs, mate. NRL Rose. Jesus, I don't even know what I'm doing with the questions tab. Uh, should the Dragons chase Brandon Smith from the NRL Rose? Yeah, I, I think any team... There's only about four teams in the NRL that have hookers I would rather than Brandon Smith. So, yes, I think the St. George of the Wild Dragons should be chasing him. I'd be chasing him over Andrew McCulloch. But to be perfectly honest with you, if I was Brandon Smith and I saw the Dragons come up on my phone, I don't think I'm answering that phone call. I don't think there's any good to come of it. 
for him. How will Jordan Ricky perform this year? Will he live up to the hype? Uh, yeah, the thing about Jordan Ricky is he's got a lot of hype to him. You've got to remember, and I've been talking about this for two years. No one else has mentioned it. He's only been playing rugby league for three or four years. Yeah, hasn't been playing long. He came through the North Devils system last year. Um, I really like Jordan Ricky, but just be patient. He's very, very raw. I think you'll see good things out of him this year, but his best footy, it's probably still two or three years away, to be honest with you. But, I mean, depends who you talk to about hype. Um, I think he will eventually, but this year, just be patient with him. Uh, 2021 Dally M. I think if Turbo plays 80% of the season, he probably gets it. A real smoky for me is George Williams. Uh, I think he's going to have a massive season for the Canberra Raiders. I think that he's now had a preseason under the new rules in Australia. He's comfortable. I think he's going to do really impressive things. You saw him last year. He saved his best games for the best teams. That's Melbourne, Roosters. I really like George Williams. I think he's a real smoky. Um, I think Munster and Harry Grant will have massive seasons, but they'll probably steal each other's points. Uh, I think they'll both finish in the top six or seven, but I can't see either of them winning it simply because of each other. Uh, Tommy Turbo, though, if he stays fit, he's one that I really, really like. Tedesco will be up there again. Um, Keary should be up there as well. Uh, the South Sydney boys, they probably steal off each other a little bit too much. In your Cody Walkers, Damien Cooks, Adam Reynolds, it's too much of a split between them all. Tao Malolo will go close again. Uh, Michael Morgan coming back probably makes it a little bit harder for him, but his stats alone every year... Um, and hopefully Todd Payton can get a little bit more out of him. You could see uh, another Jason Taumalolo Dalian without a doubt. But Tom Trevojevic, for me, if he's fit, smoky, value pick, I'll be having a look at Georgie Williams. Uh, guys, I'm going to love you and leave you there. There's so many questions there. Uh, it's quite humbling how many questions you guys are sending in, which is really, really exciting. It's awesome. I'd love to get to each and every one of them, but I literally can't keep up with them. Uh, I appreciate your time, guys. As you can see, I'm recording it on the podcast here. So this will be available during the week on the Rugby League Guru podcast. Got the merchandise coming over the next three or four weeks. Really excited for that. We've got T-shirts, got stubby holders. Have I got one here? No. Um, And hopefully hats as well coming. We're just waiting to see on the hats. So if you want to have a look at the Rugby League Guru podcast, though, tune in this week. Have a listen. Uh, The link's in my bio. Or you can go to podcast. Or you can go to Apple or Spotify. Look for the Rugby League Guru podcast. Thanks again, guys. Have a cracking Sunday night. And as I said, have a listen to this one if you missed some of it during the week on the podcast. Cheers, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.